0: Of Aussie Tech it's 483, and it's the 14th of April, 2016. How are you doing? You can catch us on the Facebook. We tried a Facebook live stream tonight, but uh, Australian bandwidth, even with cable, just just can't do it. It just just gets clogged up everywhere. You just can't do it. It's so disappointing. Uh, you can do a Facebook live from your phone, but once you start trying to do too many things, like hook up with other people on Skype and maybe. Stream it out to the Facebook. Oh, yeah, it just crashes. But anyway, you can find the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads and tune in radio. Tune in to us. Search for Aussie Techheads or the Aussie Tech Radio, which is a 24 7, wall to wall, back to back Aussie and uh, New Zealand tech podcast. And uh, you can. F- Get some instructions or listen to it off the web at aussietechradio dot com or TuneIn Radio app on your favorite device. Search for Aussie Tech Radio and see the video of the show at YouTube.com dot forward slash Head. We are brought to you by athwebhosting You know the deal with them. Ah, shared hosting services are fairly competitive prices and stable Australian servers. So uh, jump on board. All right, got a bit, got a few more of those. The, uh, the uh, Plugs to do throughout the show, and I was just going to say good day to our person on the panel, but we lost his video uh, so-
1: <laughs> again. This for something different.
0: So, yes, it is Will, but um, it is Will, but we have lost his video. <sighs> as soon as we go to, um, go to him, <laughs> yeah, he circles like a little circle, uh, like an eagle. It's,
1: it's not like we're having this problem all night or anything.
0: No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, what about? If we just every time we want to talk to you, we're just gonna look at the circle. Can you can you start? I mean, I I I can do that. That's (laughs) yeah. Start your camera again and see what happens.
1: I just did. It didn't. It didn't help. Yeah. Okay. They updated. Oh wow! I'm getting major feedback. They updated Skype um, on my last reboot, so that helped.
0: That didn't help at all. No, no <laughs> way. All right, well, let's get into some stories, and we're just going to leave Will there because we've, uh, we tried something new. We did try the Facebook Live, as I said, and uh, it's, it sort of didn't work, did it, Will? It, uh, look, we tried to do through Wirecast. Like Yes, we weren't doing it off the video, off the, off, the, off the mobile. We tried it through a video production software, and the production software probably only came out today. So, or you know, this week, so they're probably ironing a few bugs out there. So you know, hard road. It's a hard road for early adopters, but we tried it, and uh yeah, we hit that corrugated part of the road, and we had to stop. So, okay, that's where we're going to start. Will, are you are you still audioing?
1: Um, oh, yeah, yeah but I'm there. getting stupidly insane feedback, and I don't know where it's coming from. So we'll just push through this and see how we go. Can you
0: can you push through, or do you want us to? Start the Skype call again? (laughs) Do you want to start the Skype Uh, call again?
1: I don't. No, let's just go. It's fine.
0: All right. Now, I think my uh, yeah, audio, well.
1: Or we could stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What we might do is, I don't know, my garage band now is having a bit of a fit. So, (laughs) you can't work it out, can you? You can't work Uh it out. So look, I'm going to stop the Garage Band because that was a dead set great intro. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop the Garage Band. Yes. So after that little uh, little interruption, we'll go with the first story of the week. Hello. Yeah. Okay. It's um. Let's start off with Ah oh, Gareth Thomas. Now you might not know this name straight off the top of your head, but he, he did pass away this week. Uh, now, will you prob- well, you you probably know who he is now? Did you know before you sort of read the story? Or, or what um but he is uh, he played Blake in Blake 7 yeah he sadly passed away Blake 7 ran from 1978
1: to 1981 uh, on BBC1 and, you know i wasn't born till 81 right oh really <laughs> but did did you watch uh Blake 7 i know of it like i've heard of it but i don't think i've ever actually watched it oh you should go and watch it it's great it's really good
0: it's uh i remember it used to be on Oh, Friday nights on the ABC, probably around about nine thirty, ten o'clock, something like that. And uh, yeah, I've watched them since. I've watched them probably only oh maybe five or six years ago now. But yeah, they're not too bad. He was in the they made three series, and he was in the first two series. And I don't know, must have wanted he must have wanted more money or something. He didn't get into the final series, Uh, but he did appear as some sort of ghost or something. So um, but yeah, it was it was a good show. You go go and uh, YouTube it probably on the youtube but uh yeah it's only 71 so that's no good no good at all for all gareth all right uh what else have we got going it's uh border force swoops on counterfeit resellers now this is a bit of a problem isn't it because uh remember there was a little story a little while ago about a lady she got electrocuted uh plugging a usb phone charger and uh, this is because she bought a phone charger from overseas somewhere, somewhere a bit dodgy. And, you know, look, I, I, got a, uh, I bought a second-hand MacBook Pro. Can you believe that, Will? Second-hand MacBook Pro.
1: You wouldn't do something like that, would you? I can't, you know. I that, did. That's not something you'd do.
0: I wanted it for my Black Magic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I talked to Michael about it. You know, I'm from the Aussie Max zone, and I said, oh, listen, I need a charger for it because it didn't come with a charger. And I got on the eBay, and I saw these oh, magnetrons, whatever they had to be, the 80-watt magnetron 2 chargers on eBay, about 40 bucks. I went, yeah, that's me. I'll go down and get one. And then I thought about this lady He's got electrocuted and so forth, and I thought, oh, I'll ring Michael. So I rang Michael, and I said, what do you reckon about these? Because at the Apple Store they're 130, Well, 130 bucks for a charger. Kidding me? So went to the, I rang Michael and he goes, nah, stay away from those ones on eBay. I said, why is that? And he goes, well, he said that they that they say 80 watt, you know, charger on the box, but there are not some secondhand dodgy 40 watt charger inside. He said you won't charge the machine, you waste the money. So anyway, so it looks like there's a, be careful when you're buying these well, things on eBay.
1: Yes and no. I mean that's that's true to a point, but not entirely true. Um, if you want to learn more about this and why, and it's not a new thing, it's been happening for a long time. There's a guy on YouTube. Um, he's called his YouTube channel is BigClive.com, um, or you can go to his website at BigClive.com. Ironically, not, not the Big Clive, um, not the Big Clive P. No, no. Oh, um, and he's a very, very smart man, and he is definitely very not good. Clive P. Yeah. He's um, very good at. Um, sorry, I'm just adjusting my camera. Realized how far down it was. Um... He's very good at explaining things in a very simple way. Um, he's got a lot of fun stuff on his channel. He does a lot of interesting little things, but he has a couple of um, videos on things like uh, USB power supply faults and mains charger faults and things like that. He does a very good job at explaining exactly what makes a Chinese, a dodgy Chinese transformer dodgy. Right. As opposed to just a cheap transformer that can actually be okay. Right. So... Yeah, um, it's really good to check him out. Uh, I've watched, I actually have watched about every one of his videos. Um, He's he's great, great watch and good to listen to and very entertaining and very knowledgeable.
0: Yeah, he's got a few, well, look at
1: it. So see that um, second one down under the multimeter one, the horrific USB power supply pole? Yeah, this one. Yeah, so that one, um, he actually pulled apart that Swiss USB charger. Yeah. Because the guy plugged it in and he got a shock from it, right? And then his USB cord for his phone fell against his water heater and created a spark. Nice. Anyway, so Clive pulls this apart and finds out that there's a direct, there's a direct line basically because of the the way the transformer's designed, from the mains live 240 line all the way to the casing of the USB port. Yeah, right. So you're getting 240 volts straight to the USB port. Good work, Chinese um, crap. But then he goes on and shows you some of the other power supplies that are cheap but not nasty. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So
0: what's what's your what's the upshot? Will do you buy the Chinese ones? Yep, just about
1: every time. And good stuff. Ninety ninety five percent of the time, yeah. you won't even know that it's any different. But, as I said, there is, is a noticeable difference. So I'll give you an example. Um here is a USB phone portable power supply chargery thing. Yeah. Right? Seems to do the job. It's got two USB ports, rated at <laughs> as soon as you read the rating, it's rated at uh eighteen thousand milliamp, which is eighteen amp hour, which is not even remotely close. Um, you know, it's got a torch on it, so it it's got that going for it. It's supposed to be Two, two amp um, USB ports, and it's supposed to have a solar charger. Yeah. So, anyway, I tested the battery, and the battery is lucky to be 800 milliamp. Um, I tested the USB ports, and the output is lucky to be half an amp per port. <laughs> and I tested the solar panel, and the solar panel is just bright enough to make the little blue flashy light coming on say so the solar panel's does something. <laughs> wow, good. Well, at least that one works. That, that one really was 10 bucks, right? Yeah, this well. one here was 15 bucks. This one has an all-aluminium case, was mostly waterproof, um, actually has, well, they're still wrong, they say 30,000 milliamps, um, which isn't true, but it is a 3,000 milliamp pack, which is pretty powerful. That'll charge your phone half a dozen times. Um, it does actually have two true... Two amp USB ports, and after sitting in the sun for two days, it will actually charge off the solar panel. Yeah, right.
0: But it takes two and days.
1: It, it takes two days, but still, if you're somewhere where you don't have power, I mean, you think if your phone lasts two days on a charge, hmm. and you can get five charges, four or five charges out of this, then in between charges, this is going to get topped up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. You know, it's heavy construction, and this was 15 bucks. So. The, the difference is $5 between that one and that one. Hmm. This unit's not really, I mean, you could probably maybe, I don't know, there's probably salvageable components in there, but oh, as a well unit, not really usable. Jacket but this, this unit here, um, you know, for the price, is yeah. a perfectly fine unit. So that's the difference in the Chinese stuff. They, they do do good stuff and they do cheap and nasty stuff. And the price isn't that different. You've just got to figure out how to distinguish the difference between cheap and nasty and cheap and okay. Yeah. So you bought that, and you said this is cheap and nasty. I'm going to buy another one. Well, I bought a different one. Hmm. Well, I that... bought, you know, I've I've bought a few different things. I've got a <laughs> look. I'll show you. This is what I've been doing since I haven't been podcasting. Over here is a bench full of cheap Chinese gadgets that I'm in the process of reviewing. You've so rebuilt China. There's a, a oscilloscope, DIY yeah. oscilloscope Skip, that yeah, you have nice. to solder and assemble yourself. Yeah. Um, here's a lithium jump starter, car jump starter. Um, there's a USA, um, Chinese soldering station with a hot air gun and a soldering iron. Um, there's a workshop power supply. So there's all sorts of stuff over here that I'm in the process of doing reviews on. At the moment.
0: you got a bit there. you got a bit to do. Have you got some free time? How, how is the uh, bub going?
1: Oh, no, he's doing well. He um he's been a little painful overnight at the moment, but that's you know, part of it. That's what but happens. uh that's right. He's you know, he's um he's teething and stuff at the moment, so he's a little bit grumpy, but he's doing pretty well. He's had his uh check up the other day and he's meeting nice. all his milestones and doing everything he's supposed to be doing. So. Oh yeah,
0: good stuff. How old is he now?
1: Uh pretty much six months. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, hey, he's a growing boy.
1: Now so just Yep. It's definitely going to become a
0: uh, – I have to show you this.
1: <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this is inside the personal computer. Which way is my camera? An illustrated introduction in three dimensions.
0: Oh, it's a book. Means... Oh, pop-ups. Oh, look at that.
1: <laughs> Where would you get that from? This was published in 1985. Wowzers. Um, and it's got pop-up stuff. i got to fix it. Some of the pop-ups aren't working. Yeah. but it's got even um, circuit boards. This memory chip here I've got to take out because it's removable and you can build your own memory chip. It's got... I've got to be gentle with it because things aren't working properly. It's got all about the binary digits and how the binary system works and what a computer is based on. Um, it's got... The old floppy drive. The five and a, the old, you know. Yeah,
0: right. That's a five and a quarter.
1: Five and a quarter, and you open it up, and it's oh, got the disc nice. inside. Shows you what it looks like. Yeah, that's um, cool, Will. That's good. Inside there, shows you what the heads do. Oh. And then you go over the page. Can you can you put that? Can you
0: put that little drive? So for those on the audio, I'm sorry. It's very visual, I know. But Will's got this book. It's a pop-up book. And he opens up the pages, and the computers are popping out of it. Now, they're old computers, as you can imagine, with five and a quarter drives and three and a half inch drives. But that three and a half inch drive that's popped up, can you put that three and a half disc in it?
1: Not that one, but it does actually have. It is in there. I just haven't been able to get it out. There is actually...
0: little disc in there.
1: There is a little disc in there that I can't... I've got to restore this a little bit. It's had a bit of a hard life. But, yeah, the disc's actually still in there. Um, that you actually you you put it in, you close it, and then when you put it in, it opens. It simulates it opening <laughs> up inside, and the yeah, head comes nice, across.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And then,
1: yeah, the uh, how. how I mean, most people don't, you know, your kids they wouldn't even know what a CRT monitor is. Yeah. But this talks about how you um.
0: Oh, a little. So this is a little tab yeah. in the side of the page where you pull, yeah. and so it, and this
1: actually reveals simulates the scan lines. <laughs> right. So
0: what age? Um, what age is uh, Cam going to be before he gets that? Probably next week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that <laughs> and book that won't exist. This is my favourite one, one of the lot. What is that? Uh, a printer. Dot matrix
1: printer that actually—I don't know if you'd be able to read that—but you can actually it actually prints.
0: Oh, is it actually printing something?
1: <laughs> well, it's simulating printing. Yeah, like right. it's got the the print head that moves and.
0: Now is it a nine pin or a twenty four
1: <laughs> pin? <laughs> Uh, judging by that, I think it's a 24-pin parallel. It's got an actual...
0: <laughs> nice work. That's, that, that'd be uh, that'd be one for the old Fart Geeks podcast.
1: So, yeah, so this was made in, if I remember correctly, 1985. Um, and it was redistributed in about 87 by Penguin.
0: Yeah, nice. So, nice hardcover. Uh-huh. That's good. A pop-up... What's it say on the back? A pop-up guide to the personal computer. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent work. Well, look, let me finish... Uh, this story sorry <laughs> <laughs> let me
1: finish' that go... teach, teach me to not be on a podcast for three months <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's good to see well when you're when you're on the show that we do go off on tangents but we always come back to the, and finish the story. <laughs> so Anyway, so we were talking, I don't know how we got into the book, we were talking about cheaper nasty power supplies and power charges. But anyway, New South Wales Fair Trading has seized more than 10,000 items at one location, including unapproved and potentially dangerous USB phone charges. Some of these charges were counterfeits of Apple, LG, Samsung, Huawei and Motorola, while others were not branded but styled on a branded product. Fair trading said that the other items were labelled with false approval numbers. So that's what I don't get: is uh, you're going to counterfeit something, right? So your, your Apple charger or your phone, or whatever you make it, don't you make it look so damn good that, and that's the whole point, isn't it? That people don't know they couldn't tell them apart, right? You couldn't tell them apart, but it seems that you know they can make them look so damn good with the mould and all this sort of stuff. But when it comes to putting on a uh, an approval number. They get it wrong. Why wouldn't you just steal an approval number? Go buy an original one, copy the approval number, and away you go. Like, I don't get that part.
1: We know what CE stands for, don't you? Uh,
0: I have. I don't know off the top of my head now.
1: Chinese engineered. Oh, really? No, but that's what they think it yeah. does. That's why C, everything's got <laughs> CE stand for. I'll give you an example of actually a very good counterfeit. This is a, um, a DIY oscilloscope. So you you actually assemble it yourself, solder all the components onto the board, all that sort of stuff. Now DSO is actually the company who originally designed these, and their boards up here in this blank space have a big DSO logo on it and a serial number. Yeah, that logo and serial number was actually on the listing of the supposed photos of these units. Right. So I thought I was ordering an actual DSO unit. Yeah. Getting the right (laughs) one. When this unit turned up, it wasn't. (laughs) But it's it's like you know when they counterfeit the fifty dollar notes
0: as well, like it'll it'll be the note you can tell the notes why they counterfeit because you look at the number and the number will be wrong or something like yeah. that. Think, why wouldn't you just get a couple and, and a right copy the number? Like, you know, like, you just don't understand. Look, it's like that, that's the that's where the 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 buck starts with the counterfeiter. They go, oh no, we respect the approval numbers. We are not going to fake those. Now, Commissioner Rod Stowe said some of the charges uh, in the shipment intercepted by Australian Border Force had inferior components and circuitry. And here's a, uh, once again, just a little mock-up of a genuine one and a counterfeit one. Yes, okay. All right. So, I'm glad we've uh, got that one out. Now, Will, what's been happening in your world? What have you been following this
1: week? Um, Nothing super interesting, to be honest. I've... Um uh, there's, there's a few things, but nothing that's actually... Uh, the one thing I have to admit that has t- tickled my fancy is the new relaxed um, drone laws that they're they're working on in Australia. Um, traditionally, commercially, if you wanted to fly a drone for photography or anything like that, you need to have a license and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but anyone will be able to fly a drone for profit in Australia later this year after the Air Safety Authority revealed it would relax aviation safety laws, cutting red tape and thousands of dollars from the cost of using drones. Um... The moves have been largely welcomed by the industry. Experts warn drones are already posing dangers to other... Supposedly posing dangers to other aircraft. I'm not quite sure how low these aircraft are flying. Uh, as well as privacy and safety. And the authority admits it does not have people out there to investigate drone pilots breaking the law, blah, blah, blah. The Civilization Safety Authority will enact a new drone on September 29th this year, removing the need for commercial drone pilots to hold an operator certificate and remote pilot license as well as applying for the CASA. Each time they use it. I also have to admit at this say at this point, I absolutely hate the term drone. I can't stand it, but I'm only using because it's written in the article. It's not something I use in well, what would space. you
0: space. How would you describe it? What do you use? Uh,
1: quadcopter or hexcopter or whatever it actually is. Right, They're okay. not drones. They're manned. They're not drones. Yeah, um, the new laws is only applied to new drones weighing less than 2 kilos. Um, however, rule out more advanced remote control Well, the DJI Inspire. Okay, so what they're saying is a a standard basic drone that you fly with remote is most of them are under two kilos, so most of them are going to be exempt. Um, The more sophisticated ones that... uh, And so they don't say if it's two kilos including payload or just two kilos in general either because you can have some of the drones will carry DSLR cameras and things like that, so they're going to be... But the drone itself only weighs a couple hundred grams. Mm. Um, So, have you got a drone? Yeah, I've got one.
0: Second (laughs) shelf, third box.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, so it's got a camera on it. It does. It's only. It's not a live feed one. It's just a recording one. I've. um, It's a cheap and nasty one, but it's a good way to learn to fly them because you don't want to wreck an expensive one. Yeah, we'll try. Um, This is. I've. I've stripped it right down. Where's my camera? Um, I've taken all the guards off. I've taken all the. Plasticky stuff off, everything off that's not required. Um, I put a camera on it, and I've put um, I've upgraded my batteries from the five hundred milliamp that they came with. I've put seven fifty milliamp batteries in it. Oh. Um, it's I mean it's fine. It's like it's a fifty dollar drone. It does the job. It's good fun. The yeah. camera is crappy, but it's it's good fun. Um, what are those, it takes the pictures you need.
0: What do those ones cost? That they race? Like do you reckon?
1: Well. The, the more you do, uh, the more you make yourself. So most of those are custom made. Um, you know, you're not going to get much change out of a couple of grand. And given mm-hmm. that the the ones that the really high end ones that they use for professional filming, you know, the eight rotors, they'll carry um, you know a Stellar camera and a and a hundred and fifty mm lens. They've got gyroscopic um, gimbal, gyroscopic gimbals. They've got full um, Immersion, so you're not flying by looking at the drone. You're actually flying by looking through the screen, yeah, uh, yeah. and seeing what it's sending back to you. You Now you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars for those. Mm. Those uh, are those
0: races. I know. I Bring it up every week. I love them. I just um, I think they're great. So I'd like. I'd like to go. I wouldn't have to. I only watch.
1: I mean, they're good fun, but I actually watch them to learn how to fly better Mm. because I've flown. R C choppers, I've flown R C planes, I've flown I've driven a lot of R C cars and the really weird part about a quadcopter or any of that style where you've got multiple rotor, um, is it's actually a combination of all these different things that you've you've driven and flown over the years, they all come together. Yeah. Um and it's a really weird amalgamation of all these different controls. That, to the actual control isn't that special? Like it's only it's only a f- uh, a standard f- uh, four or I guess, eight axis control. It's it's got um, you know up and down, left and right, up and down, left and right. Mm, yeah, yeah. But it's how you do that, you know. Yes. And when you're watching these guys fly them, oh, great. Now I've turned it on. Things probably <laughs> gonna take off. Um, <laughs> Look out, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's how these guys fly them, and they're on these wicked angles and. The thing that I find fascinating about watching these guys fly is this thing can be 500 metres in that direction. I can't even see mine at that distance. These guys are going around cones. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got the things beaming back into their eyeballs, haven't they? Not all of them. Depends. Yeah, right. A lot of them don't. Yeah, a lot yeah, of them, okay. um, A lot of them. they just are on a stand and they just watch them go out into the horizon. Yeah okay. <laughs> if well, mine gets more than about twenty meters away, I start freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I was looking for a
0: video, but uh, look, we've seen we've seen them before, so we'll move on. Uh, look, another one this week. LinkedIn. I think everyone's on LinkedIn these days. Has opened up an Asia Pacific data center to handle the growth volume of traffic. Now it's opened up in Singapore, uh, worth a squillion, something like two thousand square. Um, meters or something now it's now this story here says linkedin's got 414 million members so including 7 million in australia which is part of the fastest growing asia pacific region now between 2013 and 2015 the asia pacific membership apparently had more than doubled to 85 million now my comment on that would be well it wouldn't surprise me because it seems that linkedin's been scraping facebook and just putting up blank profiles. Um, do you find that, Will? Like, you, you find that there's new friend requests, and or or there's people that you know, but the LinkedIn profile's just empty. There's nothing there. It's just a shell. And you go, where that, where they get that name from? These people obviously haven't signed up. So, um, so to me, that's where they they've doubled their their. Well, user I've base got
1: all Yeah, every every one of my Facebook contacts has suddenly become involved in LinkedIn, even though most people haven't even heard of it.
0: Yeah, so that's so you reckon they might be scraping the Facebook?
1: Oh, well, they'd be stupid not to. I mean, well, given that a lot of people would sign, I know I signed up with my Facebook account, so it's going to have access to all my friends.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. Oh, yeah, it'd be, that's right. Oh, that's a, it's a smart move on their part, but I suppose they you know, someone's justifying their job, aren't they? Going, oh, well, we've doubled our user base, but yeah, really, that's right. <laughs> really, yeah, I don't know about that. But anyway, so. Let's, uh, let's hope that the new servers in Singapore give, a, give us a faster faster load time. Now, this is probably you, this next story, Will. Are you one of the people with a machine still running XP? Mm, yes. What are you, A usable machine? <laughs> I've
1: got two, two machines, actually.
0: And what, do you boot them up quite regularly?
1: Yeah, one's my media center.
0: Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah,
1: and one's um, my workshop. System.
0: Wasn't it hard to get? Oh, what do you use as the media software? The Windows or Windows Media Center or something? No, else? just XP, just
1: XP with Kobe.
0: Oh right, yeah. I've been I've been looking into Kobe as you know, and uh, I might get one of those little Kobe boxes just for laughs. See how it see how it
1: <laughs> <run>. <laughs> see how it runs. We're on eBay for about hundred bucks, and um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's right. With, well, as with, I said, I use it on my Pi, and it works quite fine on that. You know, on the on the Raspberry Pi, it works all right. So. Yeah, yeah. i don't have it. Oh, there's to... another pro there's another project I got I did <laughs> last weekend. It's I just, put uh I can see the whole shelf full of projects. I put <laughs> um immersion glasses on my Raspberry Pi. And what does that do? So I don't need a monitor or anything, it's all Oh cat stuff. It's all built in there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I use my phone. I use my phone for the keyboard and mouse so I can run the Pi to use whatever program I'm doing at the time, my 3D printer or whatever. Right. I've got immersion glasses for my screen and I use that power pack I showed you before to power the whole thing. Can you get the those
0: immersion glasses to do anything? Like, say, hook up to your Windows 10?
1: Yep. Where do
0: you get them? Mine actually, eBay? mine actually,
1: well, mine came with a controller board that I didn't need for the Pi because the Pi puts an AV signal out, but this controller board lets you tap it into basically any signal you wish.
0: Yeah, nice. Full of projects, Will. Full of projects. Well, anyway, 11% of machines are still running Windows XP out there. So XP's been gone, done and dusted. No more support for two years uh, two years ago. And, uh, yeah, no further updates. So 11% of machines are still kicking along. Yeah. You just can't believe Wouldn't surprise it. surprise me. I
1: mean... You've X. got to think how many. I mean, well, look at um, Centrelink; they're still using dumb terminals with XP on them. So, I mean, yeah. there's going to be a lot of dumb terminals out there that have it on it.
0: And I think there's a lot of uh, computers like that are like kiosk, the using the kiosk version.
1: Yeah, the kiosk, the the embedded stuff. Yeah, so that's still out there. But but I, I'll tell you a like, lot. A can... lot of tablets. A lot of a lot of the um, tablets you buy on eBay, the Windows tablets, still have XP on mm-hmm.
0: them. Well, IE, what that stopped at IE8, something like that, for. Yeah, and I think I also read that Google Chrome they're going to st- stop supporting uh, the XP as well. So I don't know what's going to happen there. They'll just what they just stop at the last version and yeah, move on. All right, what else are we? Oh, what's happened there? Huh. Now, oh, hmm. well, actually, I just thought of something that's going to be quite difficult to do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the audio stopped recording on the Mac. The Mac had a little spaz attack just before, and I'm just thinking. I've got to match that audio and video up, so that's going to be hard. Don't hang, don't yeah, don't hang for the video, folks. It's uh, <laughs> it, it might be a while. Uh, now, online scams—they're targeting Apple customers. Uh, you know, they used to sit high and mighty, didn't they, old Apple people? Saying we don't get scammed. I don't
1: need a virus scanner. Nobody writes a virus for our software.
0: That's right, but they are getting <laughs> scammed. The text yep. text messages people—they're sending. These scammers are sending text messages out to the smartphones, claiming their Apple ID accounts were going to expire. The message encouraged people to visit a fake website, which looked pretty good, pretty much like the Apple ID sign-in and all this sort of stuff. So they encourage you to go there, where you enter your account information. So the solution is to avoid from doing this, is to avoid clicking on links in emails, because they might take you somewhere fishy. Instead, go to the website directly and log in that way. So that's a good idea. Look, I've got something today that popped up on my screen. Very, very uh, suspicious. I was doing just what I was doing, you know, as you do on your computer. And this little thing popped up and it says, oh, trying to copy file A to file B, but it already exists. You know, that dialogue box. And already exists. What do you want to do? You know, copy, replace or whatever. And I thought, and I looked at the file name and everything. I thought, I'm not even copying anything. I didn't try to copy anything. So I'm wondering if this has come through as some sort of, you know, like some scam. You go OK, and behind the OK button is an install, install a, a problem software. Yep. But uh, yeah, so, so that's it,
1: even what they're actually doing now, to even more annoying than that, is they make it do it no matter what button you press. They're non-exitable applications. Oh,
0: well, so you think that that might have been a a, a true attempt? On yep, me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, right. Well, I clicked the cross, so I got rid of it, and it, nothing encrypted, so I'm still good to go. Now, <laughs> the second... Yeah, but Skype
1: hasn't worked all night.
0: <laughs> true, true. Maybe it maybe it encrypted something to Skype. The uh, <laughs> second scam was uh, disguised as an update to Adobe Flash. Oh, that thing has got so many problems, and I can't believe it's mm. still going. Steve Jobs, he was right to kill that thing off for Apple. Oh, for the iOS anyway. Uh, the so that this Adobe Flash encouraged victims to install a new version of the software. Now, blogger Graham Cluley, he's he's pretty cluey. Oh, Graham Cluley. The best advice for many users was to was uh, maybe to ensure that you have configured Adobe Flash Play to automatically update itself. Now, OS X operating system does not have a safeguard enabled by default that prevents people in. Oh, it does have a, a safeguard by default, that's right. So if you try and install something that's outside of the, I think, the, the App Store, I think OSX has got an App Store now, uh, it won't let you. So install it by unknown developers, so you've got to be a known developer. So, yeah, look, I'll flash the picture up there of the, the Apple site. It looks pretty good. Uh, a young lady, by the look of it, sitting there with the Apple Watch on. You know, playing with her iPhone, Apple ID, it's all, it's very Apple-like. It's almost just a copy, isn't it? It's just almost a copy. There'd probably be something on there, something they didn't like. The the uh, the website serial number, they probably got that wrong. They didn't <laughs> copy everything except the serial number. Yeah. But anyway, that's what's happening there. Yeah. All right. Did you have
1: anything, Will? Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, so we know this. Uh, last week, was it the week before that? Um, what was that guy's name? That twenty-seven-year-old engineer, uh, John Savaski, whatever his name was. He downloaded the um, one terabyte. Oh, yep. Uh, of data from Telstra. Yeah. Yeah. So Telstra reached out to him after discussions and offered him a job for a day. Was um, <laughs> that for a day? Yeah. We invited wow. him to help us test our upcoming one gigabit per second mobile broadband hotspot before we make it available to our customers. Whoopie do. <clears throat> so this is more of a this is actually quite smart by Telstra because this guy's already in the media and is known for downloading huge amounts of data. So Telstra, okay, well we're rolling out a one gigabit a second connection um, for mobile. So hey, why don't you test it out for us? Sweet. Um, so the device will be the first of its in the world and should be capable of speeds around three times faster than the current phone. Um, we want to make sure our customers have the best possible experience, our customers happy, blah, 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 blah. Um, it came two days just after Mr. Savarsky Savarski, Savari. Mr. S. Svarsky, yeah. Um, what's his name? John. It came two days after John said, I don't think I'll ever work for them. Too much red tape and silly internal politics that don't allow any real work to be done.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, what, what, like downloading Game of Thrones? Yeah, I know, <laughs>
1: So, they gave me a fairly technical overview of the product. Uh, they mentioned they want me to get out the test speeds, try and push it to the limit, and see if I can break it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. But that aside, um, I think it's going to be really good um, to this if this new technology rolls out. Well, it, well I don't know if it's going to be really good. It's going to be really interesting to see what, what happens. Um, it's all fine and dandy to have a connection capable of the gigabit. But if your backbone still can't handle it...
0: That's right.
1: It doesn't matter how fast the connection is. If you can't leave the, the, the you know, that tower that that block's on, if you can't get out of that block, it doesn't yeah. matter you yeah. know, how good your connection speed is.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. So I wonder what he downloaded. Well, is there a day? I can't believe it's there a day. Do you paid for that? No, probably not. Where's probably that?
1: not. Would you? Here, come here and test the unlimited data for a day. Oh, Are you going to pay that. me?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd be bothered.
0: I'd probably like. Why help someone out? I'd take my
1: laptop it. in and tether it to my phone and go bonkers. Yeah,
0: but what are you going to download? That's the thing. The what? internet. <laughs> Start at A and go <laughs> that's to Z. It.
1: <laughs> just type into Google how do I download the internet and go from there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I wonder. I wonder. You wouldn't never. Be, you would never know. But I just wonder how much. So if you wanted to add up all the server space taken up in the world, that's ...hooked up to the internet, how much that would be.
1: that Google's kind of done a rough calculation. Right. Um, how much data does the internet... I did look it up um, once. It was a rolling... Um, ...a rolling total last time I checked. Um, says... They say there's about... Estimates are... So the between Google, Amazon, Microsoft and Facebook, estimates are the big four store twelve hundred petabytes, which is one point two million terabytes. And that's yeah. just between the big four. What's that one point
0: two million terabytes? Yeah, look you you would probably think there'd be more than that more than that in hard drives out there, wouldn't you? I know they're not all connected up to the internet. But um yeah, you can't believe like in the big data centers like that one I just had up on the screen, let's see if I can get that back. That it's uh it's just all hard drives. You think it'd be some mm. big sort of tape system or some some sort of wacky do storage way of storing stuff, but it's just wall to wall hard well, drives pretty much. A
1: lot of it's not even hard drives now, a lot of it's all solid state memory.
0: Yeah, well. It's, all, yeah. it's
1: basically massive big RAM cache banks. Because the hard drives are too slow. Yes. So it's yeah. all they, the hard drives are literally only there to do data backups. The data is all stored in RAM.
0: Well, I suppose yeah. Well, that makes it faster, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of data. Now, tell me, I mean, we'll, sorry, you're right. I was going to say. Now, tell me uh, what's going on with Obsidian Loft and the Old Fart Geeks? Are we still in production?
1: Yeah, it's just been... Uh, at the moment, Obsidian really Lost on kind of a hiatus because Minecraft hasn't really done much at the moment. It's um, settled down and, and everything. Um, old fart geeks, we actually want to do more, but just the two of us at the moment, we're out of, uh, out of ideas. So if anybody's got ideas or requests or wants to be on it or, you know, we're waiting for Glendi to get organised, but, you know, he doesn't have to use Skype... No. Um,
0: I, don't, I don't know how to hook up the, <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> oh, so,
1: so but yeah, I mean, they're, they're still, they're not dead projects. Um, they're just currently in hiatus until until we either can get motivated or we can get some form of input from other people to, you know, see what people want.
0: Hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, if you've got something that you'd like Will and Jace to talk about on old fart gigs, like, I don't know, um, what's something really old? Do you remember the eight and a half inch
1: distro- disc discs are they eight and a eight and a half so no what they? Nine, nine they? the they nine inch i think the ones that ibm used to use yeah the real big ones yeah i yeah. think they're nine inch um woolworths used to use them even not that long ago up and 15 years ago woolworths are still using them for their data backups oh
0: yeah nice
1: and safe <laughs> <laughs> because i did my i did work experience it'd be 15 yeah about 15 17 years ago i did work experience at ibm and uh, I had to go to Woolworths head office in Sydney to clean all their drives because it was that every three months they got their drive service to keep their discs backed up.
0: Let's see if I can find a picture of a nine-inch, <laughs> a nine-inch disk drive. Yeah,
1: type in, type in type in nine inches into Google and see what happens to you. No, I, I purposely put disc disc after it. Do you know um, why it's spelled? Back in the old days, when they were floppy disks, they were spelt with a K rather than a C. Yeah,
0: why? I don't know, why?
1: Well, back in the day when they were a disk, the diskette was the actual thing, and disk was an abbreviation of diskette, so that's why it was spelt with a K, as opposed to a disk, which is Mm. spelt with a C, which is like a CD.
0: Yes, yeah, well, there's, there's a. Look, I don't. Look, I don't, that's five and a quarter. Yeah, there's those big. Eight inch. Yeah, eight inch. Eight inch? Five and a quarter and three and a half inch.
1: I knew that was something like that.
0: But those discs, where are they? There's a picture of some discs. They're. um... Yeah, I remember they were being huge. They were just huge. I
1: don't uh, know what the data was on them. I can't remember. They weren't very big.
0: It wasn't much. I think it was less than a five and a quarter, I think.
1: I think Not it much. was. Well, yeah, well, a five and a quarter was less than a <laughs> 1.4, so. I'm going
0: to see how much... Oh, what's all that? How much does a 9-inch disc hold? Um, Uh, That's probably not the right question (laughs) for Google. Here we go. History of the data disc drives.
1: First floppy drives developed in the 1960s were 8-inch. They became commercially available in 71 and sold separately in 72. Um... It doesn't actually say top ten minute. The then seventy six was introduced. The first five and a quarter. Um, but it doesn't know. five and a quarter inch format, displaced the eight inch. Uh, then in ninety four, the one point two dual sided floppy was introduced, using the seven twenty k double densities at three and a half. But it doesn't say the data that they used to store.
0: No, you'd probably have to. Would, there would be there somewhere old oh, computers. Here we go. This one, this this little side here might have it. In 1971, IBM introduced the eight-inch floppy disk. Capacity was 100K. <laughs> there you go. 100K.
1: Then in
0: 1976, the five and a quarter came out as 100K, but eventually reaching 1.2 megabytes. Wowzers.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize they were 100. I knew they were 720. I didn't realize they were. They went to or 640, 100K. rather. I didn't realize they were 100k.
0: No, they did get. They were 720. I think. I think I remember them as 720. Was it that.
1: 720 then 1. Point, no, wasn't it 640 then 1.2? And the three and a half was 720
0: and 1.4. Oh, you might be right. No, because okay. the five and a quarter. How long ago that was? <laughs> yeah, the five and a quarters. It started. I remember them being 360. I
1: think. Or was it 360
0: then 720? Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah,
1: because 360 then he cut a notch in the other side to make them 720.
0: Yeah, that's right. And do you remember, I don't know, because uh, we used to have the you know, the Apple computer down at the public libraries. And it was a, I don't know if it was a, a myth or whatever, but you bought your, your single-sided disc. You cut the notch out and make it double-sided. But you got banned from the computer if you did that.
1: Yeah, really?
0: Yeah, because they're saying because they're saying well, if you use the other side, it's like the other side's like it's not a proper disk. It'll wreck the drive. But it looked all no, right that was the me. difference
1: between an expensive one and a cheap one. Here we go. So in 1971, the first eight inch was a IBM 23FD. It was read only, and it was 80k. And then read it, only. Yeah, then a 72. It was 175k. Um, and then in 1973, it became 237k, and then in 1976, it became 500k, and then the five and a quarter came out in '76 as an 87.5k, and that and that eventually got updated to 980, then 1.2, and the five and a quarter double densities were 360 or 800. <laughs> uh, the Apple II disc pre-DOS was 113, right up to the 3-inch, which was 3, yeah, so the 3-inch three was 360, um, have and then look, 720, the double-sided, so yeah.
0: Have a look at the accessories you could get. You could get you could get the 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 file. What do they call those? Expandable files, it looks I've like. I wrote, wrote a file, over they were. Put your discs in. Lovely. Why are we talking about disks anyway? All right. Let's, um, let's get... <laughs> You've <right>. started it. <laughs> that's right. We got on the old fart geeks podcast. Well, look, that's on the iTunes. Go on and check that out. It hasn't had an episode for a little while, but uh, there's some old episodes there. And uh, now this ransomware, it's all over the show. Petcha. P-E-T-Y-A ransomware encryption system cracked. So if you had the Petcha ransomware on your computer, you can now crack it. Now, unidentified programmer, he's produced a tool. What a champion. That exploits the shortfalls in the way that the malware encrypts a file that allows windows to start up it notes on code it put notes on the uh, on github which is a code sharing site He said he'd produced a key generator to help his father in law unlock his Petcha encrypted computer so uh yeah i've never had i've never had ransomware i've seen it i've 've dealt with it on other people's computers but i've never had it on mine thank goodness uh the this patcher demands a point nine of a bitcoin, and uh, hmm, it, isn't that like that's like five
1: hundred bucks, isn't it?
0: Something like that, yeah, yeah, five hundred, six hundred. So this is this patcher distribute itself, and look, I had another yeah. Talk about thing, I've got another strange email today, and and talk about things starting to happen. Five hundred and
1: fifty-two Australian dollars. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, go to the show notes, follow the story, and you might be able to find a link if you've got that patcher to get rid of it. So, um, yeah, I was going—I was telling a story and I forgot now where I was going with it. That's all right. What was I going to do with that? Nah, I don't know. Next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it later. Oh, that was it. That was all my stories. All right, have you got these stories, Will?
1: Yeah, so, you know these... Uh... High-speed dryers that are finding their way into urinals. Urinals? urinals. Into toilets that look like urinals is what I was trying to say. You know the ones where you put your hands down in them?
0: Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, so they look like urinals. You can see why I got confused. Mm. Um, You might want to think twice next time before you use them. The Dyson Airblade, of course, because who else would make something so stupid except Dyson? um, You
0: You know it's for your hands.
1: Dry your hands. I don't look that closely. Um, Dyson Airblade hand dryers spread 60 times more germs than standard air dryers and 1,300 times more germs than paper towels.
0: Oh, dear, dear.
1: The research shows Dyson has 690-kilometer-hour blasts of air that are capable of spreading viruses up to three metres across the bathroom. They should have stuck to floppy disks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, you know... Dyson always makes useless, expensive products, but here's another example of it that obviously shows no testing. The old ones, um, the old standard ones that blow the air down, um, spread just over 75 centimetres and hand towels just 25 centimetres. So, yeah, basically, if you're standing... Well, you might as well be standing at the urinal washing your hands for all that matters. It ain't going to make any difference.
0: No, well, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, look... I think paper's always probably better. Paper's, paper's good. They say also, like, getting off the track, but they say that uh, not wiping your hands is just as bad. They say, like, if your hands are wet, if you leave the toilet with wet hands, that's just as bad as not washing them, for some reason. I don't know.
1: Only for the person who grabs the doorknob after you've walked out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or maybe if you grab the doorknob with wet hands, maybe germs fall onto your hand easier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? who knows, but I, I always like I, I like paper, I prefer paper all
1: right well, yeah, that's it exactly, so I thought that was an interesting little article It was just you know everybody everyone you know raves about how great dyson products are, but they're not really I mean the vacuum cleaners uh second well they don't suck that's the problem <laughs> um they're second rate at best, you know the things like the shark. Um, lift away navigator and things like that are a far better unit and they're cheaper. Hmm. Um, and have you seen that Dyson fanless blade thing?
0: Yeah, the Bladeless. yes, the fan. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm, that. Yeah, it, might, it blows air from around the rims or something.
1: Because <laughs> that's where you want your air blown from. <laughs> I did say rim.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's some some strange things coming out. Like, So you can put your hand in it, I guess. And it, it, Yeah, it's
1: got... It, <sighs> the theory is the fan is underneath that cylindrical chamber and it blows enough air oh, to circulate right. around the dome. But it works on the theory. Have you ever got a garbage bag and sort of just blown into the garbage bag from a great distance and it inflates the bag? Whereas no. if you try to blow into it like here, you can't. But if you hold it way out here and blow into it, as you blow into it, it accumulates other air and, and right. puts in with it.
0: Okay. So right. it
1: works on the same principle as that. The problem is it doesn't really work. Mm. <laughs> in It's a probably okay if you just want to move air around a room, but if you actually want to sit in front of a fan and be cooled by it, doesn't work. They, they, they don't do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I bought a... Uh, uh, not down here anymore, but it's a, it's one of those just an upright... pedestal um, cool. fans. No, it's not a pedestal, it's just an upright fan, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a cylinder, that's probably about oh yeah. You know, and they just turn around like that, and uh, yep. it's great, I, I think it's great, it's, it's not as sort of in your face as a pedestal fan, and it just sits in the corner, and yeah, it's, it's cool, it's lovely. The
1: good, the good old pedestal fans, yeah. best thing in the world for blowing uh, air over your microphone.
0: Yeah, that looked like your pedestal fan was on a camera tripod.
1: That's the camera tripod behind the pedestal fan.
0: Oh yes, of course. Now, <laughs> now is it that hot where you are that you've got the fan on? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's not too cold. It's yeah. not too hot down here today.
1: The the ambient temperature here is um I think it's about like twenty nine degrees.
0: Yeah, right, that's pretty good. Pretty high. <laughs> All right. now um look you can uh get us on the website. If you want, it's au forward slash podcast. Well, you can get us on the Twitter. And I did set up this uh, Wirecast today so it would take Twitter feeds. So I'm guessing that if there was any anything that was tweeted to... During,
1: the, yeah, during to the, your live stream. To,
0: at Aussie TechHeads. Uh, I don't know if you've got Twitter, Will. Do you want to give it a shot? We'll see if it works. Oh, well, I can do a Twitter, a tweet. I can do that. Well, right, if you can do that, and I'll keep talking about it and we'll see what happens let's see if it comes up uh yes yeah, so, oh, the new technology it's wonderful isn't it so we might as well- wow it's been that long
1: since i've used twitter i have to actually sign in
0: oh yeah <laughs> So, look, let me tell you about the other podcasts that you can't do without. One of them is the Aussie Tech Security. There's another episode, hopefully, this week, like, like tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, we'll see. I'm not even sure what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure Roger will come up with something. And don't forget the Aussie Mac Zone, Garth and Michael, they're always fingers on the pulse there when it comes to the, the Mac OS X and iOS devices, for sure. Uh, Michael rode away to Apple or something for something. I was in the other show. I can't remember what it was for now. And got it responses back, and they have following him up, saying, yeah, that's a good idea. And so he's right into it. He is right into it. So he loves it. Um, yeah, so that's those. Look, uh, the Twitter is at Aussie Tech Edge. You can follow Will at, well, he's not even on Twitter. He doesn't sign
1: in. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I guess it's to my phone. I just don't have my phone here. Uh, it's at Mr. Tomkinson. That's right. I would have remembered Will. And apparently it doesn't work because, uh, well, your twi- the Twitter thing doesn't work because the tweeted you and it doesn't come up. So
0: Ah, well, that don't work. there does it. That's another thing we've got to work <laughs> out. Well, I put I put it in there. Look, let me, home tome lot, timeline.
1: Sure you did.
0: Yeah, home, at feed type, home timeline. Did you go at Aussie tickets? Yeah, I guess Yeah, so. yeah. Hmm. all right. Well, that's something else we're going to have to figure out. <laughs> oh, it's all this stuff. Now, look, uh, that's about it. I think that that's about it. That'll do you, will it, Will? Or oh, you got more?
1: I got plenty more, but we're probably running along, so because we tend to do that.
0: Yeah, oh, we're not too bad. But like, if you got one more, we can squeeze one more in. And
1: um, there's a few things. One, I'll just quickly mention. It. It's it's a long-winded article, but uh, to te- people tend to over overlook this, especially with laptops and smartphones these days. Um, normally, when you finish the laptop, you just shut the lid, go to wherever you're going, open it back up, yep. whatever. You really do need to restart devices, tablets, laptops, PCs, um, at least once a week, every three or four days ideally, but at least once a week. The yeah. the way that they're, they're written, uh, the programs are written, they don't necessarily clear themselves uh, out. I'm honest, and this is, comes to mind because um, this article I was reading just talks about how a lot of people take their computers in, pay good money to get their computer serviced, and there's actually nothing wrong with it. They just haven't restarted it for such a long yeah. period of time. So... Um, there's also an app that I use called um, Atomware. Um, yeah, Atom, Atom... No, that's not Atom, Adam's Atomware, A-L-O-M, I think oh, it is. Oh, that one.
0: Oh, jeez. There's one that I use uh, called...
1: A- uh, I forget is that it I can't think of it. It's, it's Atomware Reset or something like that. Yeah, right. Atomware.com. Um, and it basically simulates a restart. It's not quite as good, but it means it only takes 10 seconds instead of, oh. you know a minute so oh look if you put it look my windows 10 with an ssd it would be
0: it wouldn't take it wouldn't take 15 seconds to boot my it's very yeah, into, my, into the username it's very my fast.
1: um my bios and post and raid controller and everything takes about 30 seconds and the actual boot up <laughs> only takes about 10 but everything else takes the time can't you mute all that stuff it is. It's all on its quickest settings. Yeah right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah.
0: So what? What? Are, what are you running there? You still got that Intel machine? Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm still running this. I um, I haven't needed to upgrade. It's still heaps powerful for what I'm using. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I'm sure when my mate upgrades his system, I'll jump onto the new one because you know why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Look, it's, I'm st- um, st- I'm still doing what is it? An, an i7, two and a half or something.
1: Yeah, this is an i7 3770 uh, running at three and a half overclocked to 3.8, 16 gig of RAM. Um, had 32 in it, but I had to let them mate 16 because his died. So I normally have 32 gig Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got a 512 meg, 512 meg, 512 gig um, SSD. Yes, nice. For the primary, and then two 512 gig rated SSDs for my video recording.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, nice. So. Yeah. So it works. Twenty. Well. Four, two gigabyte graphics cards, hmm. water cooling, you know, all the usual.
0: Yeah, nice, good. Yeah, mine's been going good. Uh, look, mine, I've actually only had to clean it out once, had to blow the dust out of the fans. It started overheating every two seconds.
1: I'm bad you yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. You just use a air compressor? Yeah. Yeah, best way. i
1: tell you, if there Take is a... the
0: time, Mark.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there is a... um. I uh, can't find it. There's air in a can which you can buy.
0: Oh, that's that.
1: Yeah, how much is that? Which, yeah, that's the. Pro- if you don't have an air compressor and you only want to do it once every six months, um, it's not too bad. I'm just trying to find it, but um, it's it's fine. But look, you can use it, but you need to use it with a paintbrush to get in around the fans and everything to get the paintbrush mm-hmm. dislodge it, and then use the can to actually just blow the the final dust out of it because by itself it doesn't really do much. A word of warning with that though, because the, what it contains, um, it basically, don't shake it while you're spraying it or don't spray it upside down because you will spray out the liquid, which boils at like minus, I don't know, 100 degrees or something. So it will instantly give you, you know, it'll actually burn, hmm. it'll give you frost burn instantly. Cool. It's really, really cold. Uh, it's the same stuff that they use, they actually use it to burn off um, sunspots and stuff like that.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll use it for some awesome. uh, okay alright well I think that, that will do us this week because the Mac just had another little spaz attack so this has been a week or a night this episode has been fraught with so many issues you would not believe so if, if you guys are listening to this and it's nice and coherent <laughs> uh, you know that I, I I performed a miracle
1: see this stuff here compressed air in a can Good stuff. Spray it this way it's okay. Spray it this way. No good. Frostbite. Oh, yeah, it doesn't come out.
0: Yeah, but look, <laughs> look, if you want my tip, I know Will said use a paintbrush. I, don't, I wouldn't put any brush in there, really. No, on, like, your right? on your fans. On oh, your fans and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, in your fan, yeah. Look, I know you can get nylon brushes that you can, you can scrape or, or brush the circuitry. Uh, yeah. But, but I've just found with the, with the fans, oh, trying an air compressor,
1: that's if you're just... using an impressor, it's easy. But mm. don't forget, too, if you can you can quite happily use a horsehair brush or an iron brush on your board. Just make sure you leave the power cord plugged in to work the system out. Mm.
0: And if you use a vacuum cleaner, huh, Dyson, <laughs> if you use a vacuum cleaner, uh, try not to touch anything with the metal sucker rod thing, and you'll be right. The other
1: thing is, too, if you are blowing the fans out, hold the fans. Don't let them free spin because it will actually overspin the fans and it will damage mm. them.
0: I just stick, like, from the, say, the PSU, I just stick a, a screwdriver or Pencil something. Pencil or something, yeah. yeah. just through to stop it from circling. Uh, in the, on the CPU. You won't use
1: a paintbrush, but you'll stick a screwdriver through your power supply. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I'll, I'll do a paintbrush in the power supply. but um, And don't take the power supplies apart. Naughty, naughty. They'll still shock Why? you. Well, they still shock you. Oh, here we go. Will's got one third shelf. Uh, fourth container. Oh. For some reason, I put the cover back on it. I don't know why I did that. Fifth compartment. <laughs> oh, look, Will, I can see that you are going to be in strife when Cam starts crawling. <laughs> you are going to be. There's going to be a lock
1: on this door, I'm sure of it.
0: Oh, you're going to have to. you will get into everything, you will tell you if there's any power in that power supply. Well, actually,
1: i tell you something I found very interesting on eBay the other day. Um, they have these, if you want a cheap workshop power supply, they have these adapters. And these, if you've got an old computer power supply, these actually plug into, into the adapter. Um, they've got an on-off switch on them, and they give you a 12-volt, a 5-volt, and a 3-volt rail. So it's a very good way to get a, a multi-volt power supply cheaply.
0: Yeah, right. Huh, okay, cool. Another good tip from Will. You've got full good tips, aren't you, Will? Full of some. <laughs> All right, well, we are getting out of here now and uh, and I'll, I'll, to uh, edit this monstrosity of an episode. So, all right, so uh, thanks for downloading. And, uh, yeah, we, we hopefully, <laughs> if I don't have a stress attack after this one, we'll be back next week with some more. Don't forget the Aussie Tech Security and the Aussie Tech Radio. Um, it's uh, going great, guns, that little Aussie Tech Radio. It's great. All right, Will, thanks for coming in. Good to see you again.
1: No worries, mate. And we I'll might... try and get back
0: again. Yeah, we might see you again soon. I think we got Eric, might be back next week. He's crook this week. And, um, yeah, and whoever else might want to uh, join us, we'll do a bit of a, a hunt around and see who we can find around the traps. All right, thanks, Will. We'll see you right, next week. We'll see you guys next week, too. All right, cheers for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.